You're listening to the Photo Facts Podcast. And now here's Jim. Hey there, guess what? The Photo Expo is over now, and Robert and I went in there and interviewed uh, Epson and Panasonic and Fineo albums. So here's some audio from those interviews. Hope you enjoyed it. Okay, hello. Hey, we're here at the Epson booth uh, here at the trade show at Imaging USA. Uh, we're going to talk to Mr. Eddie Murphy. No, it is not. Oh, it is. It's Eddie Murphy. It's Eddie Murphy from Epson. Okay, so Eddie, what what are we going to talk about today? Uh, We're going to talk about the brand new Epson SureColor P600. We just announced this printer a couple months ago. We're going to be shipping it within a month or so. And this is a brand new, what I like to call part-time pro printer. So that's your person that's doing the, uh, the car shows, the weddings, the the studio portrait stuff on the weekend it's kind of their part-time job they really want to be a a full-time pro but they just need to build their client base the p600 has a brand new ink set from epson and when i say brand new i mean every single coloring every single pigment and every single uh, bit of the chemistry is new in this printer so it's truly unique it has uh three level blacking technology so it has a light black a light light black and then it switches between photo and matte blacks you can print on the photo papers like uh your gloster and your glossy and you can also print on matte papers like our fine art papers or canvas um it has wireless and ethernet and usb 2.0 you're also able to print from apple devices using AirPrint or google devices using wi-fi direct um when I say it's kind of a professional level printer, it's got 25.9 milliliter ink cartridges. Oh that, my God! Now huge. that that is huge. They're huge. They're huge. They I mean, huge. Really Epsom is, brings it big. <laughs> well, the idea is how we came about that is we asked our current level of customers, "What do you want?" And it's very important for us to get feedback from professionals and end users. Yeah. And their number one request was bigger cartridges. We're like, we don't care if they're more. We just don't want to change cartridges all the time. So we made our cartridges 25.9 milliliters large. So it's really a mid-level to low-volume production class printer. Um, it has front-in, front-out fine art feed path. So instead of having to move the printer and feed fine art paper in the rear, you just slide it in the front, you close the tray, and it feeds the paper, and it comes out through the line. So it's front-in, run out oh my god that is awesome it is it's really cool because you don't have to move your printer around a lot of printers and including some of our other printers have um paper paths in the back for finer to heavy paper where you have to kind of move the printer and you got to go to the back and you got to fiddle around with it um this one you just go front in front out and it takes up to 13 by 19 through the front it also has um cut sheet path on the top uh-huh. So you, can print, you can feed anywhere from 4x6 all the way up to 13 by 19 cut sheets and can do borderless in all the popular sizes. One really cool thing about this printer is it prints on roll. And so you're able to print on canvases or roll papers. And I know a lot of people do panoramas, but a lot of professionals do um, uh, portraiture. And so you can do portrait. You can do 11 by 14 portrait on canvas and then get it matted and framed. And I'll let you guys take some pictures later of yeah. some of the... Um, cool cloth mat that we use yeah it's a cloth wrapped bar and so what you do is you use that you mat it you frame it and then you have this clean professional looking canvas fine art print great thing about canvas is it's not that expensive for a 13 inch wide 20 foot roll but you're able to print really really high-end looking stuff with it um you can print 13 inches wide by up to 129 inches long for you know anybody that's really bad at math that's over 10 feet 
Sweet. You can make your own banners. Uh, you can. You can indeed. Um, and our lowest, ex our least expensive roll of canvas is $35 for a 20-foot roll. Um, touch panel, LCD. Um, it's very easy to use. It has, like I said, wireless. You can actually attach the printer with a wireless and network. Um, and, or you can actually physically attach it to your uh, main network hub and then use it from any computer in the house. That's awesome. I find that much easier to do. Uh, it's $7.99 is the MSRP. It's got amazing ink. That is really kind of the core of this is it's a pigment ink technology. What, means, what that means is it's going to be very durable, very long-lasting, and very water-resistant. So we expect the light fastness ratings or the um, fade resistance to be very, very high um, in the many, many decades, many generations of uh, resistance. Um, it has amazing black density. The Ultrachrome HD ink set has a really, really deep, rich black. And that, if you're familiar with contrast ratio for like right. monitors and uh, projectors, basically it makes the entire print more contrasty. Right. You get a much higher contrast ratio. Um, in layman's terms, it's like applying an S-curve to, uh, to all your pictures. Um, so I compared, I did this with some other um, prints. I was, I was semi-skeptic. When the, first, when the first printer came in, I'm like, sure, it's going to be great. Sure, it's going to be all new. I don't believe it. And then I printed some pictures from the R3000, and I printed some from the RRP600. And the ones from a previous generation product looked like they had a haze or a film on it. Right, your digital digital haze. Exactly. Well, and the, the prints from the P600 were so much more vibrant, it, it looked like that I cleaned that picture off. So I wanted oh. to grab a rag and clean off all the other prints because <laughs> they looked dirty. They looked like they had a dirty glass in front of them. So, uh, it really is the best 13-inch printer you can buy, and it really is designed for that kind of mid-level pro, or if all you really want to do is print 13 inches wide and you're a professional, it's the perfect printer. Well, you know, this is pretty... Th I, okay, go ahead, Jim. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, it's a, it's a long subject, a yeah. big subject. Uh, oh, you're going to have a long subject? Color matching. Yes. I mean, you know, I know a guy that, that used to have... A, a in-house printer. Yep. Doesn't anymore because of that yep. issue. Uh, trying to keep the colors matched all the time. Now, obviously, you got to color calibrate your monitor. And okay, so just briefly, maybe just you know cover that. What you're looking for is to close the loop. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, oh, we're gonna close the loop. Close FBPA. the loop. Okay. So everybody says, okay, I have a monitor that's calibrated. I'm using an ICC profile for my printer. Why does, I, why does my print not look like my monitor? And I'm like, well, you can make your monitor simulate, and it's called a soft proofing, so just Google soft proofing. Right. But you need to simulate the light conditions that the profile assumes. What does that mean? So in order for all the crazy complex math to work out, the little ICC profile file needs to assume a light brightness level. So if you're looking at it in your den lighting next to your computer, it's not going to simulate it properly. What I recommend is uh, picking up a Solux lamp and just and just having it on your desk to look at prints for. So really quickly, it's really easy to do. But one of the easier things is if you just want a pleasing looking print and you just ignore your monitor, and this is what I personally do for my prints, I choose um, the automatic Adobe RGB mode. And the cool thing about that is it great, it gives you a really saturated, vibrant image, 
and it looks really good. If you ignore your monitor and just say, hey, you know what, my, my image is really kind of where I want it to be, and you choose the Adobe RGB mode or the Epson standard mode, you'll get an amazing looking print right out of the driver. And it's what I do for most of the prints that I print at trade shows that I'm printing here, and um, it's not hard to do. So what I can do is I can actually point you or give you a quick uh, rundown, or we're going to do a follow-up podcast where we yeah. can actually talk about, hey, this is exactly what you uh, want to do. Yeah, that would be cool. Or we can actually talk about lighting conditions. So I, I usually get a little desk lamp. It's called a Solux lamp. And I just have it maybe about three feet or a yard up and have it pointing down. And I just put my prints there. And I'll show you in a minute the difference between looking at a print here. This looks pretty good, right? Right. Oh, when yeah. I put it underneath that light there, it's going to look phenomenal. It's going to look amazing. Those images different. look really good. Exactly. From and here. Even. And they're lit really well. Yeah, yeah. So that's what most people are missing when they actually look at the print in their den. Is they may have their monitor calibrated. They may be using an ICC profile on their printer. But they're not looking at the print in the correct lighting conditions. <laughs> so um, that really, as I said, closes the loop. Is final lighting conditions. And once you close that loop, you can actually get your monitor match your print exactly. So, uh, okay. So let yeah, me ask you this: yeah, yeah. In this situation where you've got, uh, you know, you've made an order with your, your your favorite lab, yep. And that person needs a quick eight by ten or five by seven. Yep. That, you know. I mean, matching the processing. I mean, I know that's not. You could do it. Yeah. I mean, you just need so. You can do this. So we actually used to do this when um, the old Fuji Frontier machines were out there, right? Yeah. And there was a competition, a photo competition, where the object of the competition was to match the print that they gave you, the sample print, exactly. And we looked on the back and we're like, oh, Fuji Crystal Archive. That's easy. And so we just got a Fuji Frontier profile. Yeah. We simulated the Fuji Frontier and we dumbed our printer down. Wow. So the printer will actually simulate... Um, Simulating a lab proof requires you to figure out or ask your lab how they're printing. So I don't know if you can do that very easily or sure, not. Sure. But if you can find, if you can get them to send you the ICC profile That's for that processor, right. you can just uh, what you do is you go to Photoshop and you go to Edit Assign Profile, right. assign that profile like we did for the Fuji Frontier, yeah. and it matched exactly. It looks terrible. But it matched it exactly. <laughs> it look like the printer that we, the print we printed from the um, our printer, looks so much more vibrant and bright. But that wasn't the goal of the competition. The yeah. goal of the competition was to match, match the print exactly. So yes, you can get the printer to dumb itself down and match a lab print. Um, but that being said, this really, the idea uh, of this printer is yes, it's the one-off, the quick thing that you're going to do. It's not to replace the mass stuff that you do. But one of the cool things you can do with it is you can do the specialty prints, the right. canvas prints. And those are the ones you're going to make a lot of money on. Right, because you're not having to pay the lab fees and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't cost a lot to print them. Cool. Right. Awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. That was incredible. I just have one question. One yes. question. If you were any type of Epson photo paper, yeah. what paper would you be and why? Ah. Oh, I would be Exhibition Canvas Natural Gloss because you can print up to 10 feet long or over 10 feet long, and it just looks amazing. It's really kind of like the show-off, the ShamWell, the Billy Mays of, of, the, um, of the paper. So 
That's really kind of what that I That is do. awesome. Yeah. So be sure to stop by Epson and see the short color P600. Bingo. The short color P600. The whole show. The whole show. So the whole, whole show. show. Yep. All right. So look for Eddie Murphy. All right. It was great talking to you. We'll see you soon. Okay, we're here at the Panasonic booth here at Imaging USA. We've got Tom Curley. What, what is your title, Tom? I'm the uh, business development manager for Lumix Professional oh, okay. at Panasonic. Okay, okay, great. That's oh my God, do they have a special pen? <laughs> a pen? Yeah, like a special pen, like P I N. Do you have like a professional pen? I don't know. So they like bebop over here and they have a special Panasonic pen to get the better treatment? I do, right here. Right there on my oh. lapel. Oh, that's oh, it. There you go. That's, that's the pen. one like the Secret Service gets to go yep. in the back door yep. and see all the cool stuff. It's actually so. a little miniature mic uh, camera with a microphone, so. Oh, no, you guys produce the greatest stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so so what is it what is what do you do in a day at, at your job? Well, uh, this time of year, a couple of trade shows, well, yeah. pretty much nonstop, uh, actually. Uh, yeah. And it's great, because we get to go out and meet face-to-face -face with all the photographers. Um, this is the best place to have a dialogue, is right here on the trade show floor. Right. There's so much excitement. So what, what's exciting right I mean, everything's exciting here, I, I can see, but what, what about uh, for, for Panasonic or Lumix? Mm -hmm. What is it you guys are trying to push? What, what, what's out that's new? Well, there's a couple things, actually. I'll try to hit them all uh, in a few minutes here. Yeah. Um, for the last year or so, we've been talking a lot about what we call hybrid photography. Right, right. And that is, uh, I think you had uh, Julio Shorio we on did. who talked about that. Right. He's one of our Lumix Luminary team members. Hybrid photography is combining still photography, which we're all, all familiar with, video, which a lot of us are now starting to incorporate because yeah. people want to see movement. Right. And and often audio as well. Right. So mix that all together into a presentation that we look at on a on a digital screen, and we call it hybrid photography. And there's just all sorts of ways that you can create and produce and share that kind of uh, imaging. Right. So so I'm a guy that's got a you know a little business or maybe a big business, and where how is that going to benefit me? What's it? Where am, where am I going to show that? Besides social media. Mm -hmm. It's not just about social media, but that is a good one. If your yeah. clientele or families or, t or kids or sports or anything like that, they all want to share it with their friends and family. So that's a social media aspect. Right. But you can also use it in business, uh, commercial photography. A lot of billboards uh, and digital signage now um, can incorporate movement and, right. and hence video and that kind of thing so yeah it'd be crazy to uh, I, I remember when we were interviewing Julio we were, I had my second monitor uh, in my peripheral vision and I saw something move and it freaked me out but can you imagine you're on a highway and mm -hmm. you see a billboard move like that it, it just be kind of weird you think oh that's just a picture and then all of a sudden you know their yeah. eyes move or something or a, or a subway know, platform subway or something like yeah that. yeah mm -hmm. well that's cool uh, Robert do you have anything you want to ask him Absolutely, I'm sure you talked about some of the new products. I want well, to know. Actually, no, yeah, we talked about Lumix and the hybrid photography. Oh, that's awesome! So I want yeah. to know what uh, what's your new product that you have brought to Imogen? We've got a couple, two or three that I want to want to give a, a mention to because they're all exciting. Yeah. Um, there's. Um, I'll start at the top with the uh, GH4. That's our flagship camera, fully interchangeable lens, micro four thirds camera. Shoot, it's half video camera, half still camera. It does just about anything you would want it to do. And you can put any one of several dozen different lens 
choices on there from wide angle, zoom, some very nice Leica primes, that kind of thing. Now, is that the one that he had, that Julio had in his class this morning? Uh, you know? Yes, okay. yes, he was yeah. shooting with the GH4. Right. We've also got a camera, it's in the uh, long zoom, so-called super zoom. Um, it's called the FZ1000 camera. And it is a um, camera where the lens is fixed to the body. It's a high quality Leica lens. Once again, it pretty much does everything the GH4 does, uh, but at a much lower price point. It's a, got a one inch sensor, 20 megapixel file. And um, what we're finding is that the professional volume shooters, the sports and school wow. shooters, are liking this camera for a couple of really specific reasons, um, including that it's high quality, nice lens, uh, shoots hybrid, shoots 4K video. Um, it also has a uh, leaf shutter in it, so the professionals who want to supplement their shots with um, strobe flash, even in bright sunlight, can use this camera at a very high shutter speed for flash sync. Right, you basically don't have a flash sync at all. Well, the, the limitation is something like one four thousandth of a second. Right, exactly. So right. it's like, you know, Nothing. that is like fantastic news. Yeah. So we're we're getting a lot of attention from the, the volume shooters for that camera and we're we're listening, we're gonna um, do whatever we can to make sure that we're meeting their needs going forward. Do, do these cameras, any of them have built-in Wi-Fi? Just about all of them now, really? yeah. Our, oh, okay. our newest models for the last year or two uh, all have Wi-Fi in them. Yeah, so. so you can obviously shoot and, and send send away, like mm -hmm. right to your whatever device or right. uh, internet or wherever. <laughs> yes. And he's got one more camera he's got on the Okay, yep. yeah, yeah. Actually, I want to mention two more. Uh, the, the next one is the LX100. That is actually a small, it's considered a point-and-shoot camera, but it's, it's way up there on the upper end of the point-and-shoot category because it's... It's really got professional features. Um, it's a four-third sensor, so a very large sensor for its size. It shoots 4K. It has manual uh, kind of retro dials on it for shutter speed. It's got an aperture ring. Uh, Ooh, just like, you know, the you're talking about my, my language now. Oh, I love we it. Got, yeah, it comes in silver or black. It's got the cool brown leather case. I mean, for, for the old timers, it's about as retro as you can get. So. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's also um, a very popular camera. I think uh, it was DP Review that said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing the quote here, quite possibly the best point-and-shoot camera ever. Wow. Oh, so, now I feel so. kind of bad with my camera now. <laughs> okay, so Panasonic, do they have a trade-in program yeah. for us people that went down the wrong path? Yeah, yeah. you sure do. It's called eBay.com. Oh. <laughs> this is the second time we've been dissed here at Imaging like that. No, oh, we yeah. love that. That's yeah, awesome. awesome. Great comeback. Okay. And then one more. It's actually, is it a camera or is it a phone? We actually have an Android device. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a connected device. Uh, um, it, it has... The same sensor in it as the FC1000 that I mentioned, a one-inch sensor. It's a 20-megapixel camera. It's got a Leica lens on it. Oh, my God. And it's an Android device, so you can stick a... Um, Touchscreen? Touchscreen. Oh, oh it's Android. Yeah. Remember what we were talking about, Robert? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love it because I can take a high-quality picture. I can get some nice narrow depth of field in there if I want, and I can tap on it. I can go to Facebook. I can go to Instagram, no matter where I am. 
because it's a cellular device as well. A one-inch sensor on basically a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is incredible. Brand new. We introduced it at Photokina. It's now shipping in European countries, uh-huh. and we're working on bringing it to the United States ASAP. Now, now why is it that Europe and Asia always get the good technology first? Mm-hmm. It's almost like we're the, like the stepchildren well, of the world. I'm not the expert in the cell phone market, but I believe it's got something to do with... Um, FCC regulations where it has to be licensed. Oh, yeah. A little bit of a process there. And uh, suffice to say, we've got people working on it. So we want to bring it to market as soon as possible. That was awesome. I love that. Yeah. All right. Well, that was some great stuff. Make sure all the listeners come by the Panasonic booth and uh, check in with Julio. Yeah, Julio Shorio. Julio Shorio. Check in with our whole Lumix Luminary team yeah. on lumixlounge.com. Oh, I love the plug, and you can plug all day long. <laughs> We're going to put this in the show notes. Now, the cameras you spoke about, are they already listed on the website as a model so that our readers can go take a look at them? All of them except for the CM1 smartphone device that I mentioned. So okay. we'll, we'll snap some photos if you have them over here. Yep. Okay. That is totally awesome. Love that. Awesome. Well, Jim, let's go hit another vendor. Okay. Thank you so much. Hello, folks. This is Robert here with the PhotoFX Podcast doing a vendor spotlight with Christine my darling. Wait, I know your name is Christine. I mean, I know I have. Sorry. I have done this before. You have? Yes. Well, okay. I'm going to do it again. With a real professional? No, not even close. <laughs> professional at the word, but you would remember that. Oh yes. Yes. Thank do you remember you. that? I have Christine's name tattooed on my arm. Now, she is not my ex-wife number four, but she could be ex-wife number seven. <laughs> okay, so she is with Fineo. Actually, you are the driving force. I'm the queen of Fineo. You are the queen of Fineo. And I have to tell you, okay, we, we kind of slipped a little bit because I do use Fineo for my albums. They're absolutely incredible. The first time I met her at a show, and uh, this is not to like discredit any other album company, but I said, basically being cocky to Christine, I said, why should I use Vineo? And she looked into me and got really soft and gentle and said, do you love choices? And I said, absolutely. And oh my God, these swatches just came out of, appeared out of nowhere. And in the most incredible covers you could have for any album. And I've been using Vineo ever since. And then when you brought up the iPad app, that rocked my socks. So we're here at Images. I want you to speak to our listeners, and let's talk about what do you have this year? What are you bringing well, out? first of all, Robert, let's talk about that choice thing, since you brought it up. Why do we have all these choices? Well, you know, a photographer is competing with everybody, every other vendor in the wedding business. So when they go to try on a dress, they don't try on one dress. They try on a ton of dresses. Yes. And when they go to pick out table linens, they have a choice of a hundred different colors, and if that isn't enough, we'll do custom. Yes, absolutely. And when they go to the florist, they aren't offered carnations or roses or whatever. They're offered the world. And when they go to the cake baker, they get fed. Okay? And then they come to the photographer, and they get a flat screen TV. Well, where's the emotion? Where's the connection? Where's the... I'm going to do something for you that fits your wedding, your aesthetic. That I'm going to personalize this. 
Okay? I'm going to put something in your hand that you can touch and feel, and we can talk about you, your wedding, what you want to see. And that's really where choice comes in. Okay? That's incredible. Because I love the way you... I'm sitting here beaming because she is absolutely breathtaking, and I am just like enamored like a schoolboy being schooled again. I mean, she definitely... Oh, I'm sorry. Wife is over in the corner. I'm sitting here hitting on Christine. Sorry. But yes, that hey, was It's great. okay. He won't be the first guy. Oh, my God. Okay, so if anybody is in the trade show listening to this, please come by the Faneo booth. And uh, high five, Christine, give her a hug. Okay, okay, so let's talk about those choices. What are you guys bringing special to the trade show this year? Oh, I got. Oh, I did some really cool things with wool and leather. So kind of <laughs> I did too a long time ago. <laughs> we can't talk about it. that's a different episode. Stay on track, dear Robert. Come oh, on. sorry, sorry, Jim's Jim's keep me on track. Okay, I, we really felt like two things. We feel like fabric is is the way to go. Silks linens, um, soft things that have a lot of feminine appeal. Because our customer is no longer just a wedding photographer. They're boudoir photographers and baby photographers and family photographers and pet photographers and engagement photographers and senior photographers. So we went for some really high quality silks, some beautiful linens, um, some textured materials. And then we also went to add some new covers in our one line or series that combine metal, uh, wool, leather. We call them a limited edition series. And what that simply means is that they're limited to the materials, they're limited to the sizes. It's not something that you can mix with everything. Right. Okay, so we also brought out wood. Which has been a surprising. I, I did see that on an email. It, it That's is amazing. popular, and I'll tell you what I have up in my room. Oh, everybody's going to be happy to hear about because they've asked me, "Can you engrave on wood?" And the answer is yes. No way. Yes. Stop it. It's oh <laughs> awesome. Okay, and when I put that wood cover out there, first question I got on Instagram was, "Can we engrave on it?" <laughs> and I said, I don't know. I have never tried it. No, I don't think so. But we did it, and it worked out great. So that is absolutely incredible. Okay, so I'm gonna have to ask, and you and you know what? If you don't remember this question, you're gonna go nuts. So is Faneo ever gonna come out with custom iPad carrying cases? No. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell all your listeners that Robert has a custom iPad oh my carrying God. case that was handmade for him by my partner, Keith Pachoni. Oh, my God, and it's absolutely breathtaking. Okay. However, Apple keeps changing the sizes yes, of their products. Yes. And there is no market for $300 iPad covers. Okay. All right. So, you know, talking about that, so... At least not with photographers. What if I just sent my iPad in and you just like custom cut uh, like a ludicrous cover and just pop it on the back and glued it? Put it on the back of your iPad? Yeah, just glue it right to the iPad. Let's just not even do a cover. You know what? We can do anything. Oh I've my got God. a guy right now in New York who does really high-end, mostly bot mitzvahs. Uh-huh. And he is having artists send us these incredible 
cover panels. Really? I mean, I've got one that's it's all scrolly and pink glitter and, you know, no, it's complicated because we have to make the album, measure the album, get the exact dimensions, then he's got to get the thing made. So it's, it, you've got to be willing to go through things, but we can do very customized things. Oh my God, that's amazing. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for your time, and it was so wonderful seeing you again. You too. Okay, folks. I haven't so seen I, this guy in ages, so it's been fun. It's been since uh, in person, Oklahoma City. I think it's been three years ago at, uh, was it a Sand- Sandy? Sandy Sandy, Pooch. whatever her last name is these days. Yeah, uh, I think it's Pooch, but I always want to call no, it Puck. It's, it's, I think it's Puck, and she's married now and has a... a, a a hyphen on that name. No way. Are you yes. kidding me? I cannot keep track of happier. people. Oh, I love that. So stop by the Fineo booth. See the queen of Fineo. Ask her about the iPad app, which I will tell you right now will save you tons of trouble with your clients. Because I actually just sit down with the iPad. We go through it. We design it. We put the cameo in it. I screenshot it. And it's absolutely incredible. I really thank you so much for making my workflow easier. Well, I and appreciate come that. see yeah. the best albums in the business. The best albums that are out there. I really believe you can't attract the best clients unless you have the best products to back it up. And she is the best. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank Foot you Effects did. Podcast. Thank Bye. you. Bye.